0: And it was the network of other West Point grads and veterans in the space that helped me get my start and helped me have the courage to take that first step.
1: You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate you being here today. I've got another great one for you. I am bringing back a guest that I had on in the past. She's amazing. Uh, Her name is Erin Hale. She is an ex-military person. Uh, She had a child and decided to leave active duty uh, when they tried to deploy her and her husband at the same time, right after the birth of her daughter. Um, She has helped so many people grow and build cash-flowing real estate portfolios. She herself has 97 rental units on her own. Uh, Just a real powerhouse, very smart person, and a really, really fun person to talk to. Her story is so inspiring. And uh, she's such an amazing person. And now she is giving back and having an event that's coming up. That uh, is called, uh, let's see, let me make sure I get this right. It is called the Financial Freedom Summit. And um, she's bringing together military folks and helping them do exactly what she has done in her business. And it is absolutely amazing. So uh, we're going to get to that in just a second. Before we do, guys, remember, I have my own personal goals. Just like I tell you, you should create goals and targets for what you want to achieve in your life. One of my target goals for this year, and I'm I'm definitely uh, committed to achieving this, is I want to help 100 people directly. I don't mean like indirectly through the podcast. Hopefully, and I believe that I help thousands of people through the podcast. But directly like one-on-one with me i want to help 100 people get to their financial goals this year and it is not too late we're halfway through the year a little more than halfway through the year as i record this and i want to help so if you want to be one of the 100 people that i help this year please reach out to me you can do so at mike at juststartrealestate.com. And uh, we'll get on a call or we'll chat somehow DM and see if it makes sense for you and what I'm trying to do. Uh, But I still have yet to get to my 100 uh, folks helped where I'm well on my way, but there's definitely spots available. So reach out to me if you want help in your business this year and let's get it moving. Let's go forward with it and get you to your goals. All right, guys, without any further ado, I give you my friend, Aaron. All right, Aaron. Thank you for coming back. It's been a little while, but uh, I wanted to get you back on and talk about what you have going on because it's super exciting. And uh, super, you have a you have a great story. You're inspiring, and I just love your story. And I love the way you tell it. And I love what you are doing for the community. So it's exciting for me to have you back. Thanks for doing this again.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm excited too.
1: Yeah, this is going to be fun. And I I know that a lot of you probably know who Aaron is, uh, but let's let's get into that a little bit and talk about. Your story, because again, I think it's it's a great story. It's very inspiring, and I think it's helpful for people. Um, just so let's get into it. I won't I won't uh, preview it too much, um, but let's talk about that. How did you get into real estate? Why did you get into real estate? I'm always curious because it seems like people start their story with like, so I did my first house back in, the, but I'm like, I want to go and find out why because this is a great industry and there's tons of opportunity. Um, but it's not for everybody and necessarily, right? Some people, it just, yep. it just doesn't work for them. But, uh, why did you decide this? You're educated. You've got a military background. Like you had a lot of things you could have done in your life. Why real estate?
0: Yeah. So that's a good question. Something I've really, you know, reflected on a lot over the years. Um, but rewind about six years, I was serving on active duty. My husband is still active duty army. And so we were a dual military family and we had our first daughter and we thought we could kind of do the dual military thing, but we were both put on deployment orders the same month. So we oh, would have wow. deployed when she was six months old and I did not owe the army anything. I had completed my, my entire obligation. So when I was put on orders, I was like, picture me three months after having a baby working full time and like just deliriously exhausted heart. Like, I don't even know how I got to work half the time. Yeah. And so when I got this, e- I got an email with orders to Afghanistan and I just laughed out loud. I couldn't even fathom going. And I, I called my mom right away um, and I told her about it. And she was she was freaking out because she was like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm not I'm not going, mom. Like, I couldn't even like begin to imagine myself across Across the world, when I could hardly be down the street from my kid at daycare.
1: Let me ask you a question. Let me interrupt real quick. So let's just say, forget your situation, or let's just say in your situation you had not fulfilled your obligation to the military. Let's just say you had not been in very long. Can they send a husband and wife? Can they deploy them when they have a six-month-old? They can do that. Sure can. Wow. So it
0: has it has gotten better. Um, you know, and I've been out now for five years, and um, women's rights and like especially um maternity leave, paternity leave, all of that has gotten significantly better. I do not know the details of what it's like now, but at the time, and I'm still, I'm pretty sure this still can happen, but what you have to do when you're dual military is you have to have what's called a family care plan. And it's this huge legal packet of like, who is going to take custody of your child when you deploy? And there's like a short-term plan and there's a long-term plan. You have to get it notarized, and it's it's intense, right? Yeah. And so we we did that. We had to do it. As soon, but we thought it was like a check the block thing. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to deploy anytime soon. And we did know, like, I was eight years into you know my career. We were like, it's probably not going. I'm probably not going to make it to twenty.
1: Yeah.
0: We did not know that it was going to make it three days past. You know, we were going to make three days past maternity leave. This was my third day back at work. And wow. so, um, yeah, I was just not in that mindset, but we, like, we would have had to send our daughter to one of our parents who would take her to daycare at, you know, six thirty in the morning, pick her up at five o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And we just, it was not something that we were okay doing or even asking sure. them to do. Right. So. I told my husband that night, and I always say, like, you know, we mutually decided, but I knew in that moment, like, I was no longer a soldier. And before that, I was, I was in a, I loved the army. I loved yeah. everything about it. I was a great officer. But I knew in that moment, like, I'm not going to deploy. What good am I serving in this role? And so it was a really easy, you know, decision. I'm making air quotes for anybody <laughs> not watching, but it was, it really wasn't a decision, right? Like, you're asking me to choose between, my three month old and my career that I knew was going to come to an end at some point. And so I got out very, very suddenly, um, with no like reflection, like no plan, nothing. And so once I was out, I I had a really hard time. Like that's a very tough transition. And I went from full-time professional with a career that had like significant purpose, to, um, a stay at home mom who, whose husband is deployed, (laughs) whose daughter can't even talk yet. And I had no family around and all of my friends were in the military and none of them had kids yet. So I just felt like really alone and just in a re I was in a really very, very bad place for a while. And I'd always wanted to get in real estate, but I, I went through this whole phase of like, not feeling worthy enough. And I didn't mm-hmm. have any income.
1: Let me and ask you I this. When really you were in the military and that- your education, what was your, educa- what was your degree in? What, in? what role did you serve in the military? What was your job there?
0: Yeah. So I studied um, management uh, at West Point, And then I, I got a master's degree while I was in, also in management. And I be- was basically a manager the whole time I was in the army. I was an engineer, but I didn't do a lot of engineering. I okay. was... um in in some, you know units that women weren't allowed to really be like what they would consider the front lines and that has gotten better um but in order for me to really do a lot i was put into um leadership roles that weren't necessarily engineering related okay so like okay. for my first deployment i was in charge of securing like keeping the battalion commander and sergeant major safe and so my, we were like their bodyguards and we escorted them all over the country. Okay. So yeah, so, so sort of some unique stuff. So I was an engineer, but I didn't do any engineering. A lot of people think, oh, it makes sense that you got into house flipping because you were an engineer and I didn't do any engineering in the military. But-
1: and you said you had an interest in in real estate, but I know everyone understands that there is real estate around them, but not everyone thinks they might want to do it? Was there something that made you think you might want to do it? Did you read something, watch something? Was there some influence? Why Why did real estate even bubble onto your radar?
0: Yeah. So I think for me, the initial attraction was flipping because I, my family's all, they're all business owners. They're all in construction. I've always loved okay. being around the job site. Gotcha. I have a really strong work ethic. I love to physically work. Right. And so I was like, Oh, well, flipping makes sense. Cause I can, you know, buy a house, renovate the house. And I didn't know what I was going to do with it after that. Um, but once I started really like listening to the podcast, I realized there's so much more to real estate. Yeah. But I think what I was ultimately looking for, cause as I was getting out of the military, I started looking at other jobs I could do, which was like project management was kind of the thing I was most qualified for. I had my pr- project management professional certificate and, a lot of really good credentials to do that. Mm-hmm. But what I realized was like, I, I was living about an hour away from Nashville, which is where I would do those types of jobs. So I'd yeah. have to do an hour commute there, an hour commute home, an hour lunch break. That's like an 11 hour day. Yeah. I was like, when would I ever see my child? And I also knew, we also knew we wanted to have another kid. And so I was like, how am I supposed to do how, you know, how can I have both? It just didn't seem possible. So I was yeah. like, all right, I'm just going to step aside. I'm going to like hang out on the sidelines until my kids go to school. And I thought I could do it. I thought I could be the stay at home mom. And I, I couldn't, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, and I was so miserable. So I went, I was like on this quest for like somewhere in the middle, right? Like something, I want to be able to do something and make some money, but I also want to be able to hang out with my kids. And, yeah. you know, sitting here five years later, I'm amazed at what I've been able to do. And, you know, what's interesting is after this event that I'm hosting, I'm going to take the rest of the year off and I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. And my kids are going to be in school. So they're, I'm going to take them to school and I'm going to get to like hang out because I just need a little bit of downtime. And Aaron, I'm actually looking forward to that.
1: Let's be honest, Aaron, you are not even going to look at a property, you're not even going to think about maybe another rental, like you're going to be able to sit there and avoid looking. Okay. I was going to say.
0: I, so I, I know I have a life coach and she's like, (laughs) we'll, we'll see, like we'll Uh, (laughs) see what happens at that point. Like she, I'm kind of at a point of burnout and it's, I'm, I'm burnout because I'm trying to be this mom and like have, let my kids have an awesome summer. And I sign them up for all these camps and we're going to the pool and I'm still trying to work and do all those things. And yeah. we just moved as well. Like we moved in May full like cross country because My husband's still in the army. Okay. And I'm just like, I'm exhausted.
1: Where'd you move to? <laughs> so, if you don't mind my asking, where are you now?
0: So we we're at, we're back to West Point. My husband's teaching here at West Point. So we moved from um, the Nashville area back up here.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Very cool. And then, okay. So let's talk, let's, let me, let's break for a second, a little bit. Okay. It's been doing this five years. What does your empire look like now? What do you, what do you have going on and what have you, what have you achieved? Cause you said you're kind of amazed at yourself. Yes. Let's let everyone else be yeah. amazed at what you've done too.
0: So last week I surpassed 100 doors,
1: Nice, but
0: then, but the next day I closed on, um, eight units the next day, uh, five units sold. That's that we funny. We were partnered on. We didn't really have a say. And so I reached out to my partner. I'm like, you guys, I, you just knocked me down. So now I'm back to 97. <laughs> um, so 97 doors. I, for one day, I had over 100 doors. Um, so 97 doors, only one short term rental. All the rest of them are long term rental or corporate rentals. And I say that because we actually listed the last short term rental we had. I hate the short term rental game. I hate everything about it. I it's not <sighs> passive to me at all. Even though yeah. I have property managers, I still like get pulled in constantly yeah. um for whatever. And so I, I hate it. So all the rest are long term very passive rentals with property managers. Okay. So our monthly income consistently is about eight thousand. Um it could be up to fourteen thousand a month. Um, you know, if everything went swimmingly and there were no Issues, no repairs, no maintenance requests, no vacancies. That's what we could be. But I kind of say we're at about eight thousand um, consistently. That's the amount I can bank on every month, um, and it's it's very passive. Yeah. And that's that's the portfolio. The goal is just you know just to kind of keep building that up. We use our IRA. We use any cash we can come up with. We'll we'll partner on some like syndication deals. Um, Doing two burrs right now. It's the fir- those are the first flips I've done or first renovations I've done since COVID. Okay. Um, because COVID kind of it kinda took me out of the game a little bit. Um, just as things slowed down and
1: yep. with
0: Ooh. everything being unknown. So yeah, so may still do some birds I have a really amazing team in Clarksville, which is my main market, Clarksville, Tennessee. And okay. so I'm like, here's a property can you renovate it? And I'm like, let me know when you're done. And it just yeah, that's and awesome. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Just real quick on the short-term rental thing, because it's so popular right now, right? I know you hate it, but I've had a lot of people on here and talk about why short-term rentals are fantastic. All right. Not to bring the whole show down here, but I'm curious, what about it is the least, like, what don't you like? I know it's not passive. I get that, but like did you make good money and you're like hey the, these things can just crush it on cash flow but i don't care cuz it's too active yeah. for me is that kind of the yeah. deal okay That's so you didn't like have it. F- like it wasn't financially unsuccessful for you it was successful it's just it didn't fit your what you want what you want out of
0: right. it right and i i'm a I, I think just like as a personality thing like i'm a very left-brained like logical decision maker um, and pe- most people are not logical. And so the, <laughs> uh, like, uh, we'll get a review. That's like, we had a great time. The cabin was cozy, but the roads are too windy. And I'm like, well, you're, you're staying in the Smoky Mountains. Like, what did you expect? Or like, everything was great. The driveway's too steep. too steep. Here's four stars. Or one person was like, I don't, I didn't like the view. And I was like, of the trees? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> So anyway, that's the kind of stuff that drives me absolutely <laughs> yeah. bananas, and I just can't. I don't have the energy to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's that. I mean, I don't care if they made ten times what they did. It's still, I still would choose a significant reduction in income for a long-term tenant who I never have to hear from. Yeah, that's
1: so funny. I, so I have a few short-term rentals, and I'm I I got this this business I created with my daughter. And she's a social worker. So she's good at at definitely dealing with the, the stuff that comes up, right? But she was unavailable one day and I had to take over for her. And somebody asked me a question and the way I answered it was like very logical, very factual, but without a lot of emotion. Right. And my daughter read it and she's like, dad, you can't say things like that. Cause they were like, can we, I want to come two days early, but not pay for those two. And it's like, I said, (laughs) I cannot, my, my first sentence was, I cannot allow a guest in my house without it being booked without it. And she's like, oh, that just sounded so aggressive. And I was like, all right, I'm not really yep. set up to talk to guests. I know this. I'm Same. very, I'm too logical. Like you said, I'm too very straightforward. So, and I was raised by a yeah. Marine. So I, I just don't, yeah. I don't like sugarcoat anything hardly, which is yeah. not well, and really you know, great.
0: We- when we, got, I can relate to that, like to the extreme. And that's why I have property managers. Cause I, I just am like trying not to roll my eyes when I see these things that I'm like, I got to keep myself in an arm's distance. Yeah. But the reason we got into them, like we thought these would be great places that we would take our family. Yeah. And we love to travel. And what I, so this last one, when we decided to list it, we just went to, to this, um, lake house and the Poconos like three weeks ago or so we were debating whether or not to sell it. And I said to the, my daughters, I said, look, would you girls, at, like as we were pulling out, I said, would you guys rather come back here like once a month or every six weeks or so? or would you rather go someplace new every time? And they were like, go someplace new. And hmm. so they were like, all right, that's decided. We're going to list it for sale. So nice. it's just, it's not, doesn't fit my personality, the, the like actual business model, but also... Yeah the reason that we bought these places because we thought we would travel to them often and we don't get to them nearly as much as we thought yeah. we would. So,
1: Yep. That makes sense. Total sense. All right. Let's get off that subject. You don't like them and there's no reason to dwell <laughs> on them. You mentioned <laughs> that you have an event coming up. Let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. It's called the financial freedom summit. What, what is that? Uh, what, what, what exactly are you, what are you trying to accomplish there? Who who should come to that?
0: Yeah. So I think before we, we do that back to this, these like dark days when I got out of the military, okay. I, had a really hard time like getting my start and getting out of analysis paralysis and essentially feeling like I deserved it and feeling like I could do it. And it was the network of other West Point grads and veterans in the space that helped me get my start and helped me have the courage to take that first step and just scale. Right. So I, as I started to achieve some success, I started sort of like mentoring a lot of people. And then that led to my coaching program which was very one on one. But I started, I hosted an event one time, like a couple of years ago. It was actually, it was for women and it was like life changing, like not for the attendees, but for me. Yeah. And like the vibe in the room and the, and just like the, pe- the women being there all together and just like making magic happen. It was amazing for me. So I've hosted a couple of events, three other ones in addition to that one. And there's no way to describe those conferences, if you haven't been there, like you just have to be there. And so I have this plan. So there's the veteran network is phenomenal. The West point network is amazing. Um, and I've met a lot of other people from service academies like the Naval Academy. Um, and like one of my, like the guy that's doing this with me, he's a Naval Academy grad. His name is buddy rushing. He was my very first mentor and he and I have very similar mindsets about building a team, setting solid goals, and just getting out there and going after them. And so when I had this idea to host this event, I'm like, buddy's got to be the one that's going to do this with me. And he was all about it, all on board. But we had this idea to bring Veterans Service Academy graduates into in this event and also their families, their their spouses, their business partners, their kids, you know, yeah. whoever they wanted to take with them on this journey. And we wanted to get them all in the same room and we wanted to get the people in the network that are crushing it and, you know, in front of them and also alongside them, like let them network with these people, let them have meals with these people and socialize with them and show them what they can do and introduce them to the team members that can help them do it. And so this event, like uh, probably, I think about January timeframe is when it, it became a thing and like it came out as an idea and now it has just taken off. And it's been really cool to see, you know, if if like, let's just say for some reason, all the attendees hate it, which they're not going to, but (laughs) just like the team that has put this event together has, it's like become a mastermind in and of itself. Like our meetings, it's always like we're sharing stories and we're swapping like KPIs and, and some tactics that we've been using. And it's just really cool to bring people together.
1: That's awesome. Okay. So let's, what. What could people? What should people expect to take away from the event? Like, what is what is a perfect experience in your opinion for an attendee?
0: Yeah, so we are going to kick off the event. It's it's September second and third in Las Vegas at the Win. Super high end, super world class. You're going to feel like royalty there, and that's for a reason. We want people to feel like you know, in this environment that is just it just feels like money and success. Yeah. And, Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the vibe. And so they come in and we're going to immediately talk to them about mindset and goal setting. And we're just going to encourage them to like put out there, their biggest goals, like the goals that like, if there was nothing standing in your way, what would you want to go for? And then we're going to essentially spend the rest of the weekend helping them see how they can achieve that. And so buddy has this blueprint to financial freedom. So he's going to teach them how to make a path from where they are now to where they want to go with their goals. And we will have tax people come in and explain to them how they can utilize different tax strategies. We're going to have um, legal teams come in to teach them how they need to set themselves up to, sh- to uh, protect themselves. Yeah. Um. And then we'll have the biggest thing I think we'll have are we're going to have breakout sessions with different leaders in the industry and it'll be focused by strategy. So we have like multifamily investing, flipping, wholesaling, property management, um, stuff like that. So we're going to teach people how to, you know, get started in those industries or scale or those specific um, strategies and really scale on those strategies. So they'll get two sessions with them and we're going to do some, what we call extreme networking. We're going to teach people how to network well. Um, Then we'll have a social hour. We're going to wine and dine everybody. Um, But, you know, what they will walk away knowing is, Okay, here's where I am, here's where I want to go. This is what I got to do to get there, and these are the people I have to call in order to make it happen. And these are the team members that I need in order to like actually see this goal come to fruition.
1: I love it. And you mentioned, you know, the networking. I've been to a lot of these events, and what I can tell you is the people who speak in the breakout rooms are phenomenal and the 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 value is off the charts. But don't sleep on those networking events, just sitting down and just having conversations with other like-minded people. Because there's a lot of people in the room who will not be speaking formally up in front of the group that have amazing things going on. They have amazing ideas. They may have done some amazing things. And you just sit down and start having conversations. And there's a lot of value in those networking events. And just like when it becomes, you know, like you said, the whining and dining and just sitting down and just having random conversations with people that you don't know, it it can be so valuable. And also you told me before we popped on here um, and I want to touch on this, because I think it's really cool. You have a really awesome way that you're trying to help people get to the event who may otherwise not have been able to get there for various reasons, financial. Talk, Talk a little bit about that. What are you doing to try to help people in that situation?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's no secret um, that military members don't make a ton of money. <laughs> so we are trying to help, help get the people in our network to the events and trying to kind of curb some of that, some of those expenses. And so the the sponsors are people in our industry, in our network that have achieved immense success, like so much success that they're willing to just pay for people to come to this event for free. So they're sponsoring as like, they're sponsoring scholarships. And so you can go onto the event website and you can grab one of those scholarships while they're still available. We're asking in order to protect the investment of these sponsors, we're asking that people pay $50 to register. And when they show up and they get their swag bag at, at check-in, they'll get a $50 check to reimburse them. So it's a, just a deposit. We're going to give it back to you. just really need you to make that commitment to be there because you're, you're taking your seat from someone else. So, um, it's, I have been amazed at the generosity of the people that, you know, that are speaking and helping put on this event and that are willing to sponsor it because I mean, you hardly have to ask them. They're like, just tell me where to send the check. Like they want to give back to this community. And those are the people that you want to be in the room with.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. And I've never heard of that before, but I think it's awesome. And you're right. There's a lot of people out there that want to sponsor. They want to help. They want to see other people succeed. They don't maybe have another way to do it, but they can do this to kind of help someone get in that room because you call it a scholarship, man. The value of being in a room that you're putting together is like an education on steroids, right? It's like speed education, like, you know, not speed dating, it's speed education. And you can walk out of there. And I've seen people walk out of these events and absolutely put together a business and have wild financial success, you know, just off yep. of being in the room and just, you know, some people just need a little bit. And I would suspect um, that military folks are are very comfortable and used to getting direct, uh, uh, you know, advice or direct uh, information and then executing, you know, just wildly executing on it and getting things done. So great group to be around and uh, a great event. So I, I, it sounds like a lot of fun. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, any, anything else you want to talk about before we kind of wrap this up and, and, end this, this one, it was, like I said, it was awesome having you back on. And I think, uh, folks should definitely, how can folks find out about the event? How, where can they go if they want to, if they want to yeah. come? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so our event page is bcglobalevents.com. All the information is on there. Our speakers' bios are on there. Um, and you can purchase a ticket or um, get your scholarship right there.
1: Okay, say that again one more time. What's the what's the event uh, page?
0: BC Global Events. Got
1: it. Okay. That'll be in the show notes too, guys. If you're driving, just go and check it out in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, definitely go and check out the event. I think it's going to be awesome. I've been at the Wynn. It is it is an amazing. You do feel like royalty when you're there. It's awesome. And I think the event is going to be just top notch. So uh, happy to have you back, Aaron. And I wish you tons of success with the event. And beyond, and getting to back to your hundred doors, like at least maybe you can get a few more properties while you're on this hiatus, uh, and just have your team go take care of it while you're, you know, having fun with the kids. So, um, yep. but yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations on all your success, and uh, I really uh, hope this event kills it for you.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being back. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. That is another one in the books. I really like Erin a lot. She's a very smart person. Guys, go and check out her event page and uh, and go go to the event. I mean, uh, you just you need to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you in that which you want to be successful. You have to surround yourself with smarter people. That's really the name of the game. That's exactly how I did everything I've been able to do in real estate and in business is by just surrounding myself with people who are just much smarter than I am and have done it already, right? So go put yourself in that environment. Get out there, make it happen. Go check out her event page. Like I said, sign up and show up. All right, guys, go make it happen. We'll see you next time.